you walk into a McWinder King's, a chain of family-adjacent restaurants. They are as widespread as they are identical. Even in the smallest of towns with the quietest of townsfolk, you'll be greeted by the faint glow of that blue neon sign with the signature blood-red crescent moon C just off-center. With so many convenient locations across the globe, you would assume that McWinder King's was the undisputed top dog in the fast food service industry. And yet, you've never seen a commercial, a billboard, an advertisement of any kind. In fact, you sometimes forget what a McWinder King's restaurant looks like, or how the food tastes, or if you've ever been to one before in your life. You may even struggle to picture McWinder King's in your mind at all. But just when the idea has almost faded, just when the name McWinder King's finally begins to loosen its grip on your tongue's tip, you feel the cool blue of neon on your neck and the sharp burn of the blood-red crescent resting just off your spine. You turn around and suddenly you are washed with the knowledge of what's for dinner. You walk into a McWinder King's. Wasn't that a cute story? There were cats and friendships and southern hospitality. And this joke only works if you listen to these in the past in order. Ah. So if you're listening to this, you either just finished episode 7 or you're new to the podcast just starting now and have no idea what I'm talking about. Indeed. Check out Order 7 Chicken Pieces to find out that story. Chicken Pieces. But if you're listening to these all in one go... First off, the resilience on you. Congratulations. You've made it this far. We're very proud of you. Except for you, Tim. You know what you did. I agree. We are not background music for that. Shame on you, Tim. But welcome back to You Walk Into McWonder Kings, everybody. I am your shift manager, Sam. I'm Jonathan, the ordery person. Customer. <clears throat> and if that is any indication of the quality entertainment you have coming for the next hour or so, oh, we're just going to be in for a very fun time. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get started, we would like to thank Jalen Portillo, as always, for recording those great intros for us, just like you heard in the last episode. He did that fun little time loop thing for us. That was a good gag. Indeed. And you can also check out his book, which we plugged in the last episode. Indeed. The Might of Gaia. Girl Turns Into a Kaiju. Very cool stuff. Links to that and his Patreon down below. Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to take a minute to thank Abigail, who helped us out recently. We got t-shirts, y'all. Yeah, t-shirts now. We got new ones. Vi uh, some vintage faded ones that kind of look like the old ones, but like if you had them for a real long time. So, uh, Abigail, big fan of her work. She helped us out on that one. You can check her out at Zixmix Artist on Instagram and Facebook. That's Z-I-X-M-I-X Artist, all one word. Uh, link to that in the description as always. She draws super cute stuff, and uh, I'm a big fan of her series of uh, cat archer Ooh. pictures. Yeah, I got one of her things on a mug recently. Love it. You gotta, you gotta send me that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so check both them out. And yeah, we got a lot of creative people helping us out here. Why not just go through all of them? Thanks to Bat's Bath for providing the bath bomb in the video. <laughs> yeah, those are cool people too. Yeah. Every time I look at the intro and stuff when I'm editing, I still smell that Dr. Pepper. It's a good smell. Yeah, good bath bomb. Yeah, so check them out. Uh, have we ever plugged anyone else? Hootabomb Bookstore, of course. Yeah. Uh, host of our first live show. Another one in the works. Won't make announcements just yet. Stay tuned. We want to get a few more episodes under our belt before we throw that one out there. Indeed. But it's going to be cool. Uh, we've already got the venue established, and it's just a matter of picking a day. Yeah. Otherwise, I think that's it for housekeeping. You got anything? Uh, what do you call it? We also have a coffee now. We have a coffee. A coffee. Is that the place where people can buy us a coffee? Indeed. Whoa, I've heard of that. It's an easy and convenient way to give people you like money for doing things that you like, like a podcast. It's a virtual tip jar. Shaky shake.
That's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No edits. No cuts. Shaky shake. <laughs> you got eight episodes for free. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to pay. Well, really, you got 14 if we're counting all the two-parters. So, uh, shaky shake. <laughs> Dude, did you call it? It's... it's actually no pressure actually no not at all all it does is uh shows that you like to show like what we're doing and uh gives us a little more money to put toward uh some equipment and materials for the show maybe some merch stuff i don't know yeah we'll see how much we get or if we get anything at all we'll go from there but the options there if you want in the description indeed uh if you got a qr code scanner on your phone you can scan the qr code that is on the screen or on the site it's somewhere for you to find yeah there's a secret QR code that will take you to our secret diaries of our darkest thoughts. You gotta make that one? It's already out there. Really? They just have to find it. Okay. Yeah. So that's out there in the world. Uh, otherwise, I think we're ready to jump into this episode. Okay. All right, Jonathan. Yes. As always, the rules of McWender Kings, you gotta walk in. It's the first line of the dialogue. You don't have a choice. Get your food. Each food and get out. A four step process that for some reason usually takes an hour and a half. Hmm. So, Jihon, I, I guess we, we get it going. All right, let's get into it. <clears throat> you walk into a McWender King's. The room is a buzz with light dining music and the chatter of those spending their evening with this five star experience. The patrons of the night are dressed to the nines, and their Sunday best as elegance and glamour of the McWender Kings takes control, each extravagant display of art and sparkling chandelier drawing out the refinement from their very souls. As you look around the room, you notice that among the class are a series of armed guards stationed like foundational pillars along the walls of the dining area, blending in rather than standing in a menacing stance. As you take all this in, you also notice before you a podium donning the McWender King's blood-red seal and a suited gentleman who is intently reading over something at his stand. What would you like to do? Uh, I would like to talk to that suited gentleman. All right, so you take a step forward to the man at the podium, and he is intently scribbling at a book of what seems to be reservations. Hey, mister. Any reservation for me? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, my good man. Welcome to the McWender King's dining facility. No. Sorry. Welcome to McWender King's. I will be your... Only because you asked. Um... We're a bit distressed this evening. Uh, I will still be your maitre d'. However, there is a bit of tension, as I'm sure you know, about uh, the events planned for tonight's dining facilities. Yeah, there's guards and stuff over here. I, I don't usually see that in a restaurant. Uh, yes, sir, and I do apologize for those armed guards. They were the inspector's idea. Unfortunately, while they were willing to wear our gaze avoidance cloaks, they were not willing to put away the firearms. If you at any point do feel intimidated, please let me know, and we will be more than happy to move you to another table that lets you feel more comfortable when you're dining with us. Okay. As you look at the guards again, you notice that at the wrong angle, they seem to disappear from view. As if they're not actually there. This must be the cloaking technology that your maitre d' spoke of. Huh. So, do you call it, are, are they just not fully putting, putting them on? or? <laughs> well, unfortunately, sir, the technology at the McWender Kings, while we do have the top-notch food preparation and elegance in terms of modern technology, we aren't planned for defense. This isn't a military operation, sir, despite my stumblings before. So, we wanted to provide the opportunity for a fine dining experience 
but we still had to keep ourselves covered again for the events that I'm sure you're fully aware of. What if I were to say that I am not aware of these things? Well, then I have just really let the cat out of the bag on this one, haven't I, sir? Uh, I guess so, if this is secretive in some sort of way. Well, when you get to the point that armed guards are standing around your dining room, it's quite hard to keep a secret. Um, as if you were somehow living under a social rock, sir, I, I'm sure I don't need to actually inform you that tonight we have been targeted by the Phantom Thief, the Red Shadow. Ah. Yes. Don't chuckle at me! <laughs> Why, sir, I do no such thing. I don't... This is a very serious matter, and I am very concerned about the well-being of our Diamond Burger. Dude. Wait. Are you saying you made a burger out of diamonds? No, sir. We made a diamond into a burger. I don't know if that's better. <laughs> well, sir, we usually keep it on display in rotation amongst our five-star establishments, and we received a concerning letter this afternoon saying that this evening the rotation would be ending and that the Diamond Burger would be making an unexpected trip into the Red Shadow. Of course, you know that the Red Shadow is a renowned phantom thief that is known for calling their mark before they strike, not ever making an appearance, but definitely making their presence known. Okay. We, of course, called the inspector immediately, and she was very insistent that we go on full alert in order to protect the most valuable crown jewel of the McWender King's corporation so i'm guessing due to all this hubbub i will not be able to actually get food why sir if you have a reservation you can continue your dining experience oh. if i could just get your name i'd be more than happy to uh, check and see what time we have you seated for jonathan 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 um could i get a last name with that sir uh youngblood really yes cool and he goes through his book, and he's running his pencil down. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. Ah, yes, here it is. Jonathan Youngblood. Ah. Yes, I... Who, who's handwriting, so... Oh, well, not important. You're uh, scheduled... Actually, you are right on time, so I can have you seated at your table. Alrighty. Now, Jonathan, as you look at the map, we do have a bit of a modified uh, map of the evening. Uh, as you look around the restaurant you see those green dots present, and they are on the screen or in the description. Uh, each one is a patron. Uh, the stars will represent your armed guards, and you may have a seat at any of those available tables, whether they have a patron with them or not. The only place you cannot sit would be any tables that are in between guards. Okay. So... Gonna sit at the table. G7. G7. So you will be dining with someone this evening, sir? Indeed. Wonderful, wonderful. So I will take you to your table. Are they expecting your company or are you just asking to join in for the sake of conversation? Join in for the sake of conversation. Ah. Well, then, of course, I will be happy to do an introduction on your part for our guest and allow you to get to know each other properly. All right, so you follow your major D to the table, <clears throat> and standing there, or sitting there, rather. Okay. And sitting there is a suited gentleman with longer dark brown hair and a bright red bow tie. Hmm. Hi, I'm Jonathan. The man looks to you. The maitre d' looks also at you a little 
taken aback, thought he was doing an intro. Oh. Uh, but he quickly collects himself and says, uh, Yes, sir, um, this is Mr. Jonathan Youngblood, uh, hoping to join you in your dining experience this evening. We did see that you were at an individual table and were wondering if you'd be interested in having a compatriot when it came to your dining experience. And the man looks and you notice almost a glazed over look in his eye like he's kind of disinterested in whatever's going on or possibly intoxicated. We're not entirely sure. Um, his face is scruffed with both hair and what looks to be minor scars along his jawline and he gives a nod without saying too much of anything and then goes back to looking through his menu. I think we're good. Very well, sir, says the maitre d' after a moment. Uh, you may take your seat and I will, of course, and he pulls a menu from under his arm and hands it to you. I'd be happy to take your order at any time. Alright, you look over the menu, and you notice that even though this is the epitome of class and distinguished taste and refinement, this is literally the same menu that has been over the counter for the last year and a half. Ah, I see the budget is very allocated in the right places. You get no response from the man across from you, and... The maitre d' says, I assure you, sir, that everything will be made with the finest care. Now, if you'd like a moment to look over your, your menu, I'd be more than happy to uh, give you the room. If you need anything, just please feel free to let me know. My name is Marcel, and I'll be more than happy to attend to your every need this evening. Okay. We'll do, Marcel. All right. Marcel bows and takes his leave, walking back to his podium. And you are left with a menu you have seen a hundred times. And a scruffy looking gentleman in a very nice suit. Hey, guy. Do these guns make you nervous? Because I sure am. You get no response as the man continues to look over the menu. He turns the page looking over. Well, you haven't looked at the menu yet, so you're not entirely sure. I can shoot off my fist. <laughs> the man looks up at you, curious. You're not one for introductions, are you? No, he says. You? <laughs> Just wanted to see if I can get a reaction out of you. Well, that's certainly a way to get one, I suppose. Yeah. They call it weird technology from aliens and everything. But, how are you? Who are you? Um, well, I was fine. Now I'm aware aliens exist, so that's a mild concern. Or I'm dining with a man who's lost his mind. Less concerning. You got cloaking uh, devices. A rocket fist isn't too weird. Well, no, you could have said you had a rocket fist and that would have appeared perfectly normal. Huh, yeah. Aliens, though. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, now questioning my place in the universe, I believe that my name is, uh, Sil Patrick. It's a pleasure to meet you, I believe, Mr. Youngblood. Yeah. That's my name. Oh. Correct. Yeah. I, I heard the introduction from the maitre d'. Indeed. What did you call it? You seem out of it, buddy. My focus is admittedly drawn elsewhere this evening. Hmm. Why is that? Well, you must have heard of the commotion going on with events that have led to these armed guards that make us both so on edge. Mm -hmm. And he looks around at the barely cloaked men around you. And you can tell that how he's looking, he's intentionally looking past the uh, filter, going out of his way to acknowledge that there's a man with a gun standing next to a man with a gun standing next to a man with a gun at nauseum. Yeah. They're not good at that, are they? Not particularly, no. Yeah. 
you call it? I am aware of the events. And did you call it? I feel that regardless, as long as he's not stealing from us, I, I don't know, it just adds to the excitement of the day. Ah. A bold statement to ag both agree with a criminal and make the assertion of confidence of their gender. Interesting. Wait. Did you call it, did I? Said as long as he isn't robbing us. Ah. Did you call it? Do you have information that I don't, Mr. Youngblood? Eh. Did you call it? Aliens exist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're both aware of that now. Yeah. Uh, would you call it butterwise? Uh, just assume the name and everything. The red shadow sounds particularly masculine to you? Yeah, it sounds like something the loser poser would come up with. Hmm. I've never heard it described that way. Yeah, it's a cool new thing I'm trying to push. You just push two insults together and you just shove it at somebody. Huh. Well, you're certainly one for colorful vernacular. I'll give you that, Mr. Youngblood. Indeed. I'm gonna bring Dweebenheimer back. I wish you the best of luck with your endeavors, I suppose. But, yeah, what do you call it? Is there any more information on this guy? On the Red Shadow? Yeah. Or, girl. Either one. Lucy uh, Poser. Yes, quite. Well, our knowledge seems to be the same as you've retracted your statement of confidence that the Red Shadow is known to make claim to a valued item before it is ever stolen, calling their shot, if you will, and they've never missed a mark, so hmm. we might be, as you said, in for an interesting evening, to say the least. Or we may never notice. Did you call it? It'd be pretty lame if you if you just came through and it, we didn't notice. Although I guess it would make for an alright dining experience, but I don't know. If we we got all this like elevated security and everything, it's just gonna be like, oh no, it's gone. And then we just resume our day. That'd be dumb. You sound almost disappointed. So, tell me, Mr. Youngblood, if you were this red shadow, how would you go about proclaiming your shot, as it were? Well, for starters, I would make a big, big fuss about it, which would you call it? We, we've already done with the letter and everything. And then... <coughs> Have, have it where would you call it? They would put the thing out in the open, and then as they have, and he gestures behind you, pointing to where you typically find a soda machine. Uh, if we look on our map, our blue diamond is a pedestal, and under the glass is a shimmering, shining diamond in the shape of a burger. Indeed. So they do that, and then when they go go to check it to make sure nothing's gone gone wrong. Maybe, like, power goes out or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the thing. And then they go, like, oh, no, this is a replica. Or, oh, no, it's gone. And then I would, I would stand somewhere, if I were the Phantom Thief, and just go, like, yo, look at me. I'm a Phantom Thief over here. I'm stealing the thing. Y'all really are bad at this, and then disappear. I see. So, you'd either need an immense amount of preparation with your props, be conducting a smash and grab, and inevitably be shot on sight. Interesting. <laughs> You're a colorful character, Mr. Youngblood, I'll give you that. I try to be. I don't know what he, what he does or what's modus operandi. Operandi. Hmm. Operandi. Ah. No, E. 
But, yeah, I, I guess we're gonna see and find out. Or not. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You will definitely make this evening more interesting, Mr. Youngblood, I'll give you that. Hmm. I would... I'd go like maybe I could even help help out a little bit, maybe show off the rock fist. But yeah, I feel like that would probably get me shot too. Are you implying something, Mr. Youngblood? Like I would help out. Did you call it stopping the thief? Ah, yes, of course, of course. You're very suspicious, <laughs> or suspicious of me at least. A strange man admitting the existence of aliens in his own life story comes to your table, sits down, and begins making proclamations of knowledge of a phantom thief that's never been identified, let alone captured. I would be more bizarre if I wasn't questioning. Well, you come to, to a table of a guy who doesn't say, say much and has a scar on his face and has long hair and everything. See, I can do it too. You have described my physical appearance, yes. I I feel weird <clears throat> about the questions being thrown at you. And I do. I do feel weird about the questions you've been throwing at me, Mr. Youngblood. I cannot hide that fact. I know. However, I am in such a mood as to find this more entertaining than bothersome. Fair, fair. Also, I was talking about me. You've been throwing these questions at me. Did you know that with their open dining policy, the McWender Kings also has a diner removal policy? Ah. I get the feeling that you want me to leave. No, not at all, sir. I just wanted you to be aware that if you notice to our right, mm -hmm. there is... A single pepper shaker, but no salt. Now, it's not an often mentioned secret, but the type of food they serve here isn't one that you would want to season yourself. So, if you would, and he gestures toward the pepper shaker. Okay. Pepper shaker, I guess. As you go to pick it up, you feel a resistance as a small metal rod is attached to the bottom. As you lift up, a hatch in the table opens on both sides, revealing two red buttons. Ah. That's neat, huh? Indeed. Each table is equipped with one. Not meant to draw attention. However, if at any point this conversation ceases to be amusing, either one of us would be able to eject the other from our table. Is it like one of those, like, jet chairs? Because I really wouldn't want to crash through the ceiling or anything like that. I also don't particularly intend to find out this evening. Uh, that's fair. But I felt if we were sharing knowledge, it would be only fair for us to be on equal playing ground. Uh, I'm very scared. So, ejector seats. Correct. Aware now. Okay. So, why are you... Hmm. I guess who wouldn't be an expert on, on this thief and everything. Why did you choose the eat here today? Well, I imagine much like yourself, I had a appointment. A reservation, if you will. Oh. So, it was just like, well, it happened to co coincide with the announcement and everything. This grand heist that's going on. Coincidence is a funny thing. You come in thinking you're going to be having a relaxing, peaceful meal, and the next thing you know, you're waiting for a phantom thief talking to a man about aliens. Hmm. Also, I really wouldn't investigate in those aliens. They're very scary. More than I. Yeah. I'd, I'd feel weird reviewing the fact that they kind of destroyed a planet by planning a restaurant in it. I would like to accept that as face value. I'm sure you have some evidence of some sort to show me, but frankly, I am far more interested in what's going on in tonight's events than what's gone on in the past. That's fair. But, 
I couldn't get any more creative than you did in terms of either making a grand spectacle of it or finally slipping it away when no one noticed. I think the only place in which we deviate is I wouldn't make my presence known. Yeah. Perhaps slipping in as a patron or one of the guards. Someone that you wouldn't miss if they were gone. Okay. Or maybe so someone so bombastic that their presence wouldn't be missed as much as momentary relief from the energy being drawn from the room. Hmm. I feel like that description describes someone here. But, yeah, okay. That's interesting. As you're saying this, uh, the man's finger is circling the ejector button <laughs> mindlessly. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> You're a peculiar man, Mr. Youngblood. I'll give you that, but I do like your style. I uh, thank you. <laughs> if we get ejected, do we still get our food? <laughs> I've never had to press this button, Mr. Youngblood, and I assure you, it's never been pressed on my account either. Ah. I, I hope that continues to be the truth. <laughs> Only time will tell. And he closes the hatch on his button, which closes yours as well. Okay. I'm very nervous about ejector seats. That is not everything that I've experienced before. Phantom thieves and barely hidden guards don't seem to be turrets all around us, and you are worried about a social faux pas. Usually Truly social a fearless man. Usually, social faux pas get me into the most trouble, and I really do not like the consequences that they have. Indeed. Truly, we are a society of people fumbling around pretending they know what they're doing. Indeed. We're all just babies. Putting blocks together. Thinking we know how to spell the words that we don't. And perhaps one of those blocks could go missing without any of those babies noticing. Yeah, if that's where you want to take the metaphor. I believe it was a simile. However, Mr. Youngblood. Hey, did I use like an ass in that? As you're having this <laughs> thought, the man stands and says, I might take a momentary leave from our interesting conversation. Fair, fair. Do what you gotta do. Take a poop. Quaint. Uh, no. I believe that Suzanne Rose is singing this evening, and I would love to take the opportunity to take in a moment of music before our meal. Oh, fair. Who's Diane Rose? The man gets up and looks to you and says, anyone who didn't get to the alley fast enough. Ah. Fair enough. <laughs> and with a chuckle... He walks towards the uh, dining annex where music can be heard. Hey, waiter! Can I switch tables? With your unorthodox method of calling him, uh, Marcel comes very quickly to your table and says, Now, Mr. Youngblood, is there something wrong with your dining partner, would you like to be placed elsewhere? Yes, but there's nothing wrong with them. I just like like to feel out who I want one as a dining partner. Uh, I, I see. Uh, well, sir, feel free to make another selection. However, once your food has been ordered, I will have to ask that you stay at the table simply for the wait staff. Any pauses? To be able to make their proper calibrations towards your location. Do they have turrets too? I don't believe so. The UST models, I don't believe have any sort of weaponry installed. Oh, that's good. Ah, every 
everything else has a gun here, so yeah. <laughs> no, I do believe you're safe in the hands of our waitstaff. Okay. Now, you were saying you would want to choose another dining partner? Indeed. If I may, I'd like to, to hang out with the person at table three. Ah, the, the gentleman closer to the main entrance, of course. <clears throat> Again, I'll be more than happy to make your introduction if you like. Yeah. And you walk there, and it's a very plain-looking gentleman. He's wearing, of course, a nice, this time off-white suit. And he is calmly looking over the menu once again. He has chestnut hair that is brushed back but not slicked and seems to be mostly clean shaven and doesn't seem to have the off-putting aura of your previous dining partner. Hey, you look like you're not going to kill me. Now there's ejector buttons, correct? So I can... Oh, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Does he have to take the seat first, or can I? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hello, nice to meet you, and he offered you a hand. Ah, nice to meet you, sir. A pleasure. Have a seat. I uh, shall. Yes, uh, sir, this is uh, Jonathan Youngblood, and he would uh, like to... Yeah, yeah, skip all that, the man says brushing his hand forward. He seems fine. He's not trying to yell at me or tell me what to order. At least yeah. not yet. And I've got the button there, so go on your way. It'll be fine. Ooh. Uh, very good, sir. Again, f please feel free to call. Marcel, Marcel, please. If we need you, we'll call. It's okay. We're big boys here. Ooh. We can handle this. Dude, I you can read, right? Yeah. Or at least look at pictures? Yeah. Then we've got the menu figured out. We will call you the second we need you. Promise. You know what? Before we need you. That way you have time to get here. Five stars. Love it. Uh, very good, sir. Thank you. And Marcel, awkwardly trying to keep his composure, takes a step back and walks towards the other tables. I like your charisma. Well, I'm sure you'll make that final decision at the end of this conversation, but for now, I'll take the compliment. Ah, Whether you, you boot me or not, I, I feel like you're a pretty good guy. Oh, first impressions. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other guy didn't, didn't talk to me. The, the guy with the... And he gestures toward the jawline area. Yeah? yeah you know he came in with a trench coat, right? Ooh. And it wasn't like a raincoat or anything. It was still quite nice, but it was... I mean, we get it. You're rich. Like, we all are. We don't need the flowy Victorian thing going on. It was ridiculous. Indeed. Very, very nice. I don't even know if they have a coat room here. Where... Somebody needs to check that man's pockets. Yeah. Speaking of, did they frisk you when you came in here, or was that just me? Uh, probably. You look down, and as you're gesturing at your pockets, you realize you're wearing a nice suit. Ooh. Black this... suit, black tie, white shirt, all crisp ironed. You're looking good, Jonathan. Ah, you call it... I should really be more aware of what I'm wearing. I, uh, you're here to make friends, clearly. You don't have to put your best foot forward all the time. Who has their best foot forward? That would be hopping. We're skipping. Very complicated stumbling skipping. I like it. I like it. So tell me about yourself, Jonathan. Uh, I'm probably not a good skipper. Uh, Let me guess. You're the phantom thief. Eh. <laughs> well, that's admittedly a little disappointing. I thought, how swell would it be have a gentleman come down, sit at your table, and end up being... The Red Shadow, and he makes little spooky fingers. Ah. Truly, that would be a dining experience. I got a rocket fist. Oh, cool. Exactly. That's what I was trying to express to the other guy. Does he it was... come back? No, it doesn't. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
You know, you can get that done. I don't know what your like, sergeant told you, but you, you can get them come back. They have a little radar. They just pop right back in. Magnets. It's hmm. pretty neat stuff. Let me know where I can get that done. I, I've got a card for you. I've actually got... And he pops off his shoe, and his foot comes with it. Detachable foot. Ooh, that's neat. And then he drops it to the floor, and you hear a metal clink as it magnetically snaps into place. Oh, gosh, that's so cool. You should say it fire. That fires? Of course. Why else would I take my own foot off? I don't know, but that is just cool all over. <laughs> oh. So are we here to eat or are you here to flatter me? Oh, did you call it Arcus? Yeah, I'll totally eat. The other guy said he wanted to listen to Diane Rose. Diane Rose? Yeah. You mean Susan? Wait. That's actually a person? Susie Rose, of course! Ah! You know her? Of her! Ah, fair. As much as you can, keeping a 500-foot restraining order distance. Ah! So <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding! Now, of course, everyone knows her. Everyone's heard her records. Ooh. I've been strangely not aware. Well, not everything popular is good, but this seems to be the exception. Hmm. Yeah, she's here tonight and tonight only, which is... Weird coincidence with the events happening tonight. Wouldn't that be something? Hollywood starlet comes to sing your heart out and rob you blind. Hmm. That would be interesting. Now that would make for an interesting story. Oh, what you call it? You, all you have to do is wait. But Wait indeed. And wait we shall. I don't plan on leaving until this caper's done. I want to see how it goes down. That's fair. I'm just saying. Like, if you really wanted to know if she was she was the fan of beef or not, you would just kind of correlate around her performances and everything. Oh, an interesting point. She can't have a caper if she's on stage. Indeed. Unless, of course, she has an accomplice. Ah. But, do the... Do the uh, robberies always take place during the show? Or... Hmm. Which he... What an angle to look at. Indeed. Though I have been wondering something. Look around. Mm. I know they're hard to look at because the whole vision filter, but count the guards. How many do you see? Five, uh, because they're very poorly hidden. Seems like a strange number to have, right? Five and two of them standing right next to each other? Indeed. Surely you'd have four or six, but five identical soldiers without a leader seems a bit odd. I think the inspector's hiding amongst one of them. Oh no, the inspector, she's over there. Ah. And he gestures to the table um, behind him and directly in front to the right of you. Hi, inspector! A woman looks up from her table and radio and awkwardly ways towards you. That's Inspector Jane Smallfellow. Ah. That's a very interesting name. I didn't make it up. <laughs> Fair enough. But, what's your track record with this Phantom Thief person? Well, no one's ever seen him, no one's ever caught him, so probably not too good. I wouldn't bring it up. Probably a sore subject. Probably. But with her going... Out to the nines on this whole armed guard and turret thing. Have you seen the turrets? Those are massive. Yeah. Kind of a bit a bit overkill. I don't particularly like to be shot at during my entree, but very outplaying. Indeed. I imagine she's making as much a statement as this red shadow is tonight. Indeed. Probably like a rivalry, rival, rival. A, a bit of nemesis or arching going on. The big words are hard for you, aren't they? Maybe. That's <laughs> uh, alright. Conversation isn't full of big words, it's full of words of quality. Indeed. So, what well, looks good? Yeah. Any gestures to the menu? I usually take the single. Oh. I might have to take your advice on that one. 
would go for it. I I think anything over the double is like overkill. Oh sure. I mean five star or not, that's just too much food. Yeah. I like it. You don't go for the most expensive thing on the menu. Some, pe some people come here, they expect to be able to buy the diamond burger, let alone just look at it. Have you gotten a look at that thing yet? I haven't looked too close. I've just kind of looked across the room. You should take a moment to stop and look before it's gone. It really is quite an interesting sight. The guards aren't going to, like, hit me or anything, are they? Are you going to grab for it? No, I'm not I think you should be fine. Okay. I mean, there is one right next to it, so I don't imagine they expect you to get too far. Especially with whatever it is they're holding. See, that's the concerning part to me. They didn't take great lengths to cover the body, but they sure did hide those guns well. Yeah, that that is concerning. Hmm. But you know, yeah, I'll I'll take a walk over there and check it out. All right. Well, if you want to make your way back over here at any point, please feel free. I was enjoying our conversation. And as you're saying that, he uh, playfully lifts the salt shaker and begins to go for the e ejection button. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Alright, so you have talked to one man, Patrick, not quite so pleasant, and one man unnamed. Oh, don't even get his name. Well, what do you want to do? Well, you call it, I guess I'll check out the diamond burger. Alright, so you make your way over to where normally there'd be the McWinder King's freestyle machine, but instead, this very thick glass rectangular prism holds a glimmering, frankly looks like a mass of diamonds, roughly in the shape of a burger, but upon closer detail you realize that each cut has been made intentional in the shape of an artisan McWinder King's burger. I feel like an ice sculpture would have been easier. The guard standing next to it doesn't react, again pretending as if he wasn't there. Hmm. Indeed. Nice, nice input wall. I guess you're supposed to be a wall. Maybe a window. The guard doesn't react once again. Hmm. <laughs> well, here's half the podcast. Oogity oogity. <laughs> Move along, sir. <laughs> Alright. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So now you have seen the Diamond Burger agitated one guard. <laughs> I gotta have fun sometimes. <laughs> What's... Hmm. I want to sit with the inspector. Alright. How would you like to go about that? Hey, Garcon! Soin, San. Um, Marcel, sir, but I'll still be more than happy to be in your service here. Um, what can I do for you? Do you think the inspector would mind a dining guest? Um, well, I imagine, frankly, sir, she'd be quite busy. However, we are a uh, full satisfactory establishment. I will be more than happy to present the opportunity. However, I cannot assure that she will be looking for company this evening. Yeah. I'm just interested in detective work. But... Very well, we can make the introduction if you feel so inclined to do so. Yeah. Also, are they rocket chairs? I beg the your pardon? The seats. Uh, oh, no, sir. You Are you referring to our rotation system? Oh, is it just a rotation system? So you'll press that button, it'll the pepper shaker will flash red and that will be one of our UST signals to come and ask you to move along to another table. Okay. Possibly reallocating your order as need be. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. We wouldn't eject our customers, that would be terribly rude. Also, incredibly dangerous. Who knows where they'd land? It might just be the turrets, but I'm frankly afraid of the buttons. Fair enough, sir, and I do again apologize for the offensive dining experience that you're having. We can make our way to the inspector now, if you like. Alright. So, you walk over to the inspector. She is sitting there, 
at her table, which is covered in wires and radios and maps of the establishment. And she is wearing her standard inspector outfit, hat included, didn't take it off even in the fine dining facility. Her long blonde hair flowing down past her shoulders and a look of serious concentration on her face. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Madam Inspector, this is Jonathan Youngblood. He was requesting your company for dining this evening if that would be aligned with your interests. And she looks up and looks you up and down and then turns back to her work. Hard pass, thanks, she says. Ah, that hurt my feelings. It's nothing personal, kid. I've got work to do. I'm not here for fine dining. And I don't know where you come from or how much money you throw at a girl to get her attention, but I assure you my focus is on one man tonight. And unless your name is Red Shadow, it's not you. What if it was? She looks up at you, not amused by the joke, and looks I got to a her. Fist. <laughs> Why is that your life for everybody? <laughs> because that's the only thing that gets them to look at me twice. <laughs> guard! Guard number one, please. And the guard walks from the top corner down to your table. Uh, this is yes, good. Inspector. If you would please seize this man for admission to being the Red Shadow, we can call in a night and move on with all of our evenings. Was that on record? Everything's on record. Does this place have recording devices? You look down and you see that the inspector is in fact working with a tape recorder. Ah, did you call it? You really shouldn't like record your notes. People could like get a hold of that and just listen. Gosh, we wouldn't want to hear, have people listening to our conversations, would we? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're making a podcast, which is a perfect use of your time. Mm. The guard takes you by one arm and says, Please come with me, sir. Huh. Okay, do I still, like, get food? At this point, Marcel has taken his leave of Wait. just allowing the events to unfold, not trying to get involved. Marcel, come back. I'll remember your name this time. Sir, I do believe that this matter is out of my hands. Uh, do you know any good lawyers, Marcel? And Marcel turns and goes back to his podium. Uh, all right. Take me I away. Cast me into the jail cell. I shall die here without food. Ever so dramatic, aren't you? And our second dining companion, still unnamed, walks towards you and the inspector. That's my brother, inspector. I do apologize for his uh, theatrics. He's one of those stage folk, and you know how they get when it comes to Spectacle always have to be the spotlight, even if it brings on a ton of trouble. Ah. Isn't that right, brother? Indeed. I, I'm getting ready for a performance and everything, and I was hoping you'd be able to help. Now explain to the nice inspector that you're just looking for notes and not cuffs, and we can get on with our night. Indeed. How, how's my act as the fan of thief? I'll ask that you please don't waste any more of my time, the inspector says. She gestures with her hand and the guard releases your arm. Assuredly, inspector, assuredly, I will make sure that my brother goes back to our table and stays put. And he takes you by the arm a bit forcefully and walks you back to the table. Thank you again for understanding. Won't happen again. He was dropped a little bit as a kid. You know, bouncing baby boy. <clears throat> and he points over to you, trying to gesture without your acknowledgement. I can't spell. We're working on it, Inspector. We're working on it. 
and as you're walking away, he whispers, You can't spell seriously. <laughs> Do we really I... expect her to play along? I got you out of it, but... Do you really gotta push it like that, kid? I might not be actually able to spell. <laughs> a matter for a different day, perhaps, but I can't lose out on a dining companion as interesting as yourself, so, Phantom Thief or not, we're having our meal before you start this caper. Alright. Let's <laughs> eat, I guess, because I don't want to be put in handcuffs. Indeed. Marcel! And... He holds up one hand, and Marcel makes his way to the table. Um, <clears throat> I see you found your way back to the table, sir. I'll take a lawyer meeting well. <laughs> My apologies, as you can hear through the forced laughter that Marcel's quite nervous by the events still going on. We cannot be too careful with the uh, very serious accusations coming on. And about that, Marcel, I've got to ask, are you really just going to take accusations from and you received a letter in the mail and suddenly my stake is on lockdown? Seems a bit silly, don't you think? Yeah, Marcel. What's going on? Well, well uh, sir, of course we're taking the utmost care and having our customers' comfort and safety in mind, but we do have to take these quite seriously. So you're telling me I could pretend to be the Red Shadow, send you a note in the mail just to see how many men you can fit along the walls? Did you call it... You think they, like, have those little, like, box-topped things that you could do that with? What happens if I send you Red Shadow box-tops, Marcel? Answer the man's question. Yeah, Marcel. I, um, sir, I, I'm not familiar with this box top system to which you, Marcel, Marcel, we're messing with you. <laughs> Lighten up, man. Ah, oh, you're fun. I like you. Champagne. Ooh. Both of us. Fancy. Uh, very, very well, sir. Will there be anything else? I'll let you know when there's anything else. We'll let you calm down before we try to start making joke food orders, alright? And your dining companion gestures away. Marcel, Marcel takes a bounce. Very good, sir. And makes his way toward the kitchen to place that order. <laughs> so, I never got your name. Call me Patrick. Is everyone named Patrick in here? Huh, an interesting thought. You're Jonathan. Yeah. So no. Hmm. Fair enough. This Patrick will probably not be named Patrick either. Inspector Goodfellow. <laughs> Oops. Inspector Smallfellow. I apologize for wasting your time once again, but my brother. Oh, naive as he may be. You're not named Patrick too, are you? Jane, she says. Completely disinterested. Well, there you go, brother. It's Jane. Okay. See, I told you, just because you met one Patrick doesn't mean everyone's Patrick. Thank you, Inspector. And he waves with one hand, and the Inspector raises hers off the table slightly in acknowledgement. I, I feel like I've been outgoofed. I'm enjoying this whole idiot brother thing. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy as long as I'm not arrested. Hmm. An interesting statement. Mm. I don't like when people say I make interesting statements. How do you think this whole thing's gonna go down? Okay. So, I've, I've imagined a scenario in which someone, they, they send a letter in which they have, they set the thing out in public in which they have, did you call it? Something goes on that makes them check the thing in public, which hasn't happened yet, and then either it is gone, or it is replaced with a replica, and then either a grandstand happens or not, and they sneak out. Interesting, interesting. A bit noisy, don't you think? Well, I guess, like, with the title Phantom... Phantom Thief and everything, I I would expect more kind of sh showmanship 
But I that guess you could do it quietly. But that amount of attention. I don't imagine that would come from a successful Phantom Thief. That sounds more like a copycat to me. Huh, copycat? How do you say that? Well, just... If this red shadow has gone as long as he has without got being caught, well... I imagine he hasn't made his presence known far too often. Now, I would imagine that if we were to see such an event and that individual was apprehended... I don't think it would be the actual Red Shadow. Ah. But so, rather somebody trying to challenge them. Hmm. Imagine you have a reputation to steal whatever you lay claim to, take whatever you decide is yours, and someone puts your name on something you had no interest in. That's a new theory that I hadn't thought about. Patrick over there said he would use that person as a decoy. Ah. So everyone's pretending to be the thief tonight. Common topic of conversation, I'm sure. Probably. Hmm. Now you didn't send those letters, did you? Nah. As, as you can see, my, my gags are not so subtle. Indeed. I can confidently say I didn't send them either. Ah. And as he says this, a UST, a very familiar figure, walks towards you. It's wooden frame, covered in a purple suit, revealing only the wooden hands and wooden face with the pink century translator adhered to it. Hmm. It places the champagne in front of you and looks toward... Patrick, for confirmation. Ah, yes, that'll be all. Thank you. And the wooden mannequin takes a bow and then returns back toward the kitchen. Huh. Interesting little things, aren't they? Yeah, bit scary. Hmm. I never considered that. All the things around here, and you're scared of the puppet. But, if you've no noticed, they're able to just walk around because no one expects anything from them. Hmm. I think they could be used as part of the plot. Potentially. Hmm. And as you look around, you do notice that the USTs are moving about completely uninhibited, uninterrupted, just going around, bringing food and drinks to their respective patrons at each table. Now do me a favor and count those. How many do you see? How many should I see? They are the gears. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, five. Seems like an odd number, doesn't it? What's with all the odd uh, numbers today? Well, the way I look at it, you'd want a balanced team, right? A team of six. Yes. Now, as I look around, I also notice five guards, so I imagine they have one for each of the USTs that are out. Why is that? That's the question of the evening, isn't it? Why would they have everything so meticulously placed? I count four turrets. One diamond burger, but five guards and five USTs. There's got to be some connection there. Unless we have one of them missing. Dun dun dun. That's me audibly saying that. Now, I haven't been here before, but five seems a little low for a waitstaff, don't you think? Indeed. Also, there's way more tables than five. Exactly. I imagine there's one out of rotation. Huh. One broken, if you will. It seems a little strange that such a complex machine would go down the same night that the Phantom Thief was meant to appear. You'd think that they would want any feeling of home and comfort that they had. Keep the guest happy. What happens when you're a regular and your favorite waiter's suddenly out of commission? You can have it. 
Well, I guess Wally was a thing. You can have a favorite robot. But, understood. Hmm. I like you, Jonathan. Slow <laughs> on the comedy draw as you may be, you're definitely an interesting character, and I think you can keep a secret. Sure. And he just looked at you expectantly, waiting for you to fill in a blank. Ah. Hmm. You want yeah. in?